you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. Finding creative new ways to piss off Sessler. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Joined in a room filled with some heroes, Greg Rosenthal, and yes, Mark Sessler. Mark, we're starting about 17 minutes later than intended. 18. 18 minutes. It just turned 18. We started at 17, though, so it's 17, and I understand that does piss you off. Apologies, sir. Apology taken, accepted. Um, I, I'm not that annoyed by it. I just uh, You can see it coming from a mile away. Right. It used to be a whole thing when our schedules were a little tighter uh, back in Culver City and Wes and, and Mark, and it would, it would be like a conversation before the podcast. And Wes, as the money drop indicated, would delight in uh, Mark getting increasingly upset, although he would get upset well, a little would, too. Yeah, I, the thing is, he was on like, your corner. I was not on an island on that one. Wes and I very much... Um, you know, time matters to us. Punctuality is important to us. And uh, we were linked at the hip on that one. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I feel uh, maligned in that department <laughs> because... Just, uh, just accept it. That's I, a, your, that department. I view myself as the the host of this program. Uh, so well, that's accurate. while you're doing uh, your little buildup for segments and you're studying, I have to do that. But then I also have to do all the other elements <laughs> That go into building out a program, yeah. like working with, like could Justin. Just, how, he, how long have we been talking building out this show today? For instance, minutes, many minutes. <laughs> oh, he buried you there. I, but I technically do not disagree with Justin. Your, your were point. we not in contact all throughout the morning? Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. since about nine a.m. Buried yes. Dan in a big <laughs> sure, but you can. It's also in right. your nature. That's okay. Like you know, it's in my nature to yeah, try to whether, put together the but best I'm show saying possible. If, it wasn't, if it's not podcast related, it's in your nature to maybe be a little late too. It's just part um, of the package. I remember when we first started, and those were dark days in some ways. Uh, looking back, but when of, you were the boss, yes, those right? were not early good days. early news desk days. There was like it was like Hansis o'clock. You weren't you weren't expecting him to to be punching in at nine a.m. It'd be like nine oh seven. Well, if you're gonna so. bring that up, you could talk about. Chris Wessling a clock too, which sometimes well, is the was, next day. There was no clock. Well, time. yeah, we have we have talked. Greg about infamously that. told me during a, I think one of our last, you know, 
subject and boss um, meetings was that I began as his easiest employee and (laughs) finished as his most uh, tough to deal with. Yeah, you know, it's just. So it's not all on you, and I, do you I want, also appreciate. You know, if you want the that, truth, you don't just go to the Zeus. No, I that, appreciate that, was, that, was that you put right. that your heart into preparing for and the program, Dan. I, yeah, I back down not even a little bit on this. I have no regrets. Like today is a good show. Today is going to be a really fun show. People are going to enjoy the show, and a lot of it is going to go back to those extra seventeen minutes. Yeah, because you got to get it right. You don't take it out of the oven, Sessler, just because. I know, but this is now. This just is just because it's dinner. Dinner is served he, at six p.m. No, sometimes is, dinner has to be six seventeen. This be- is becoming framed as if I have a major issue, where all I've said verbally is that I support the effort that you put into the show. Doug, Doug Boat's got a point. We're back in the studios this week. Training camp's getting rolling. We're starting to cook. It's almost like I have a point too. We we are you know we're just husks. Um, who try to make meaning out of our lives when it's not the NFL season, Ooh, family and outside things. Um, but now that it's training camp and we're being plugged back into the mm-hmm. machine, we feel truly alive uh, because we only feel alive when the microphone is on. All right. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't even think Mark actually said that, but that no, is Greg that spoke is for all of us there, apparently. Um, no, that was me. That was out loud? What? I will speak for, for all of us in thanking the people of The Guardian. Uh, a British daily newspaper. I think it's kind of a big publication. Yes. Over yonder. And it was also written a, by... A trenchant uh, source of news. It was written by Ali Connolly, who's a, a great analyst uh, over there, too, now working for Gridiron, who, who were friends with the people what there, What is too. it? What did Ali... Greg is so tight. He doesn't refer to the man by his pen name, Oliver Connolly. Oh, I didn't know it's that. Ali Connolly. Ranking the NFL's best analysts... I've never met him, though, or spoken with him, but I've heard him on podcasts. And guess who comes in at number seven? The boys of around the NFL. Should I read this? Oh, yeah. Should I read it? Please. I should read it. You cannot separate the three main hosts of the Around the NFL podcast and TV vehicle. Unless it's who's planning the show in the morning. All right. For John. Blending humor, analysis, and ruthless honesty. The trio have built a true one-stop shop for fans. The show is the number one NFL podcast in the UK, drawing fans to the circus tent with mirth before offering keen-eyed observations and updates on the league at large. It wouldn't be an overstatement to say that the show has done more for the growth of the game internationally than the league sending a ropey. Jaguars team to London every fall. Hit it again, Justin. Number seven. How are we number seven with that type of write-up? I know, that was, the write-up is is in, incredible, um, and um, I, I like I love to think it's true. The, I mean, the, the way that that write-up ended, I was like, that should be a number one write-up ending. Right. But, I think we need to send that along to but I'll uh, take it. the shadowy league people. I'll take it. Yeah, our friends at, at Sky Sports will send it to them. They, they've helped us, you know, the, with a partnership doing work with them. Roger too. Goodell, potentially. Internationally, yeah, Goodell. I think, I think everyone needs to know. And I think it's important, a couple things. It's important that the American listeners know what ropey means, because I certainly didn't. You it's, kind of figure out with context. You please. can, but just for the record, it's British informal slang for inferior or inadequate, slightly unwell, below par. Do you feel like you should have been mentioned more in the in the blurb? You specifically, Dan. <laughs> you can't uh, separate the three. It said. No, I think I think I'm totally comfortable with the entire write up. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a great write-up. Right. And it's a great list, too. Um, I appreciated uh, that the quality of the list, I think, spoke Let's well. Let's see. Bomani, like it's great. Jones at one. Mina. We love Mina. Jenny Varentes is awesome at three. Dominique Foxworth. Don't know Dominique oh, as well. Oh, he's great. He does Bomani's show. He's he's on ESPN. Okay. He does uh, Billy Gill. Show Deontay Lee of The I'm Athletic. I'm not familiar with Billy Gill. But we respect him. Well, you well, have I, to. I'm not familiar, though. We don't have to, but I'm sure he's great. I do if he's on this list. Pat McAfee at eight, so we're ahead of McAfee. It's not bad. That's good. David Sampson and Akib Talib. Look at Akib coming in. Um, you know you know what, though? So we're ahead of Romo, because if Akib Talib can make it, and he kind of compared Talib to Are Romo we? For real? Um, on the list, he compared to him as like, energetic and yeah. a, and a little different um you know as a listen but even better than Romo he thought right now like in terms of energy so so that means Romo didn't make the list nor did any other we're ahead of Jim Nance I would, I would say too. <laughs> and, and and uh also missing the list was the Dan Lebetard show featuring Stu Gotts and apparently this didn't sit well with everyone on that particular program mm. but since he made it Sessler I mean how about that guy who is that guy <laughs> He's a top 10 football insider. <laughs> You're goddamn f***ing right he is. Why am I taking the bullet Wait, in that scenario? I I don't think that they were upset. I think <laughs> I think the Billy Gill guy is involved in the Lebetard arena. Okay. So they were saying the list because he's involved with those guys or he works for Levitar. I, I don't have a great... What is that? Back, I, my I, point is I, they I understand were not, Mark's point, though. Right now, yeah. My point was they weren't upset at us. They were making fun of this guy saying the list was bad. Like, don't be so don't be so excited that you're on this list, Billy. Is that uh, how you took it, Mark? I, I'm just taking the insult. Let's hear it again. I Let's hear it again. insult with my name in it. Sessie made it Sessler. I mean, how about that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> He's a top 10 football insider. Well, you got that right. I have a Levitard story. Stugatz? Well, Stugatz I don't know. to start it, and uh, then Levitard jumped in, yeah. When right. we were at Super Bowl week in Miami, before yeah. Corona exploded, I was wandering around you know, South Beach, and Dan Levitard actually was about 10 feet away. Um, I don't know why. He was sort of wandering around, too. And these Levitard fans... Um, Wanted to take a photo with him. Levitardians. Yeah. So the Levitardians actually just pulled me, you know, like a civilian off. I had to take a photo Mm. of Levitard and the Levitardians. Whoa. It's like I work in this industry, too. And little little (laughs) do I know that years later. When will the disrespect end? Well, it doesn't. It does not. Are we in a feud? No, I, think, I don't want you to know be what I've heard, I've heard. I'm good with the feuds. I've right heard now. from <laughs> listeners. I think there's a pretty good crossover audience. I've heard. I've heard good things about their their audience. Good. They've built it up, and I think. I think there's some that that are fans of us both. And I, you well, know, it's what? nice to hear. That's good. Yeah, let's take the high road on this one. Absolutely. Mark, if you wanted to make a statement like who you are. Mark Anthony Sessler. Sessy. Sessy, for short. <laughs> Actually, that- I am Mark Edward Sessler. I work for <laughs> oh, NFL Network and NFL.com, and I I only wish to extend um, good tidings to that show and to all of them. Why is it always Mark that takes these strays out of nowhere? I don't know. GMFB. It It is pretty funny, though. But I I guess Sessie made it. Sessler. I mean, how about that guy? Who is that guy? He's a top 10 football insider. It's like we wrote this for him to be a sound drop for us, but it's just their show. It's amazing. All right, coming up on today's show, uh, which was put together with tender love and care fearless predictions not for the whole season 
but for October 4th specifically. What is October 4th? That is the Tuesday after week four. We will tell you what we feel the NFL landscape will look like after what used to be the traditional quarter poll. Well, they blew that up. Yeah. Ruined it with their greed. No. It used to oh, be asymmetry. Poll. Everything must be asymmetrical it used to be 16 now. games. Now I don't know what it is anymore. Maybe the, after Thursday night at week five, is that the new quarter poll? If you did the math of it's it all, messy. that's not my thing. Anyway, we're going to give you some fearless predictions. Um, I'm going to call on the listeners to help us out with something at the end of the show. Um, but before that, we need to get caught up with the news. You're full of Sussler. Uh, now it's just... What is that? Where did that come from? Uh, Dan randomly said that <laughs> as we were setting up to tape our TA hits on, what was that, Wednesday? Ah. I don't know where it came from or why, but... Why to- did I roll out of bed? <laughs> it kind of snowballed a little bit. But no more critical thinking toward Mark. Again, Greg thinks it wasn't even critical from Stu Gatz. No, it was, I was just sort of pointing out the context. It was absolutely critical. Um, <laughs> uh, very critical. My, my context was that they weren't like mad. They weren't on the right. list. They were on the list. Like one of their guys was on the list and they were kind of making fun of him that like, look at this list. It's just you and a bunch of uh, ham and eggers oh, like Sessie over here. Oh. I see. Well, I see. That's all. well nice explanation. <laughs> um, anyway, that was what I said was clearly in jest. Just a lot of the nonsense that I'll spew before the show starts, and you know that. I understand your vibe. Okay. Different than the Stu Gatz vibe. Different than that vibe. I mean, yeah. as I've been noticing, and this is a, a becoming a recurring thing, your guys' vibe is is on a different wavelength right now. I think you missed each other. It's like it's up and down, but it's definitely like that's that's what great attractions are like. You know what I think? I think Craig <laughs> wants it. He wants in. You want sure. in on the vibe. I want to feel something. Yeah. You want I in on the vibe. I want it. Yeah. All right. We'll talk privately after the show. <laughs> Let's get to the news, and we'll start with, oh, man, the Arizona Cardinals. They make a decision after Rap Sheet with the scoopage, and Rap Sheet was on our show this week breaking down how it all came to be, uh, the independent study clause um, that was placed in Murray's huge extension and all the hullabaloo around that. Well, the team now has decided – to eliminate that mandatory independent study clause in Murray's extension, uh, Rap Sheet first reported. So Rap Sheet's been all over this. I also have a statement here uh, from the Cardinals, and then I want, we we're going to hear from Kyler, but uh, first from the Cardinals. After seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in this contract. That's a lot of word salad, Sizzler. Uh, So they take it out of the contract. Kyler Murray, cut to smash cut to Kyler Murray, who calls his own press conference. On unscheduled Thursday, unscheduled, and he wants everyone to know everything's cool, and you should have given me the benefit of the doubt in the first place. Today, I'm starting off. I'm talking today because um, you know I feel uh, it's necessary. You know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me, um, it's it's almost you know to think that 
I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost, it's disrespectful and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke. And I like this other part of the press conference, or his statement really, an opening statement where he felt compelled and understandably so, so to explain what he's accomplished in his life as an athlete to this point. And, and I don't do this often. I don't talk about myself, but today I feel like I have to. And so I'm going to list the accolades, you know, to go 43-0 in high school in I Texas. I love this story so much. Um, some are going to say, oh, it's high school. That's cool, but nobody else has done it. Um, go to college, win the Heisman, um, get drafted number one overall to the NFL, get drafted number nine overall to the MLB. Again, no one's ever done it. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler, um, and you know I'm not I'm not six seven two two thirty I don't throw the ball eighty five yards um, I'm I'm already behind the eight ball uh, and I can't you know I can't afford to take any shortcuts no pun intended but you know those are those those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious if you don't prepare the right way and you know it, it's like I said it's, it's laughable. I was struck by this I loved it I think Kyler Murray is a different sort of quarterback and a different sort of person and we're like learning more about him as he goes and I I love the fire and I think it's a it's worth pointing out like he's right you you can't be that successful without some sort of intelligence that you see in his game and serious uh, nature with which you take the game and take your career then again and, and a lot of confidence which he clearly has too uh I think he got this far in part because he picked up the NFL game and being able to read defenses and stuff like that pretty well for a rookie. Now, that that all being said, he didn't really address the exact uh, parts of the clause that he had a problem with. I mean, he sort of brought, you know, I sort of took it as like he doesn't necessarily spend that much time on the iPad, doing X's and O's, like film study at home. He started talking about, like, there's different ways to do film study. I like doing it with other people in the room. Like, that's where I get off of it. And I take my preparation really seriously. There's different ways to prepare. There's there's no way that he's not taking preparing for the NFL seriously. But he also sort of didn't answer the specific uh, reasons that it was in the contract in the first place. And then, to be fair, he called the press conference himself. And the second anyone started asking questions about the clause in the contract, he said, I'm not answering questions about that. Can we talk about something else? You called the press conference. Like, that's what the press conference is about. So I think he's very sensitive about that. And you can understand that. And I appreciate him being as open as he was. But I, I, I think it's like you can look at this from a lot of sides. No one's right and wrong in it. And had Ian not eagle-eyed this contract, and let's say none of us knew about this, the bottom line is Kyler Murray and his representation agreed to what was in the contract. It's turned into, um, I mean, it's grown so incredibly annoying, um, almost to a delightful extent at this point. But the Cardinals this offseason and Kyler Murray have operated like a circus. I mean, it feels like a team that can't, is in search of themselves on some level. And this whole Kyler Murray is symbolic, situation is symbolic of that. 
I, for me though, like I love what he said yesterday, and I agree with you, Greg. Yeah, it, it I changes did. I, how to I be feel clear, about I did him. for the most part. Yeah, it changes how I feel about him, and I do think it. You know, it, maybe it lit a fire under him, and maybe maybe it will change something for him this season. But I have to say that, like he initially agreed to this. Something about what the Cardinals saw in his preparation in his game, he acknowledged. Yes, I will sign this, and that's part of the contract. If he had an issue with it, he should have brought it up before. Maybe the Cardinals. You know, maybe it's not a clown car over there. Maybe they galaxy brain this thing. And <laughs> I don't now think so. They've lit this huge inferno underneath their wildly talented quarterback. Um, I'm pretty much kidding, but it maybe does achieve that effect because now he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder um, after being called out in this way. And that's what he was. He was called out by his own team that gave him a hundreds of millions of dollars, but said it, you're going to do it the right way. So, yes, I think. Why remove it then? I, I don't know. That's why. That's why the clown music is played, Greg. Because I don't know. You, it's that's a half measure. It's like you sh- either should have put it in and kept it, or not put it in at all. But when you do it, you just make it a fresh story again. We're not talking about this with such vigor on a Friday uh, after this happened initially on Monday or whatever. If not for this, so they've they've kind of botched this. And I'll give Murray credit. He was smart enough to get in front of the story, and I thought he comported himself well with the opening statement at least. Um, it's probably the the first kind of. Good, smart thing he did this offseason. He didn't have the best offseason off either with some of the things he did through his agent. Um, but but hopefully which, the team can move past this and start focusing on football now. We, it's a big part of the story of the agent because his introductory press conference when he signed the contract, he threw some shade at his own agent. I, I don't know if it was totally intentional Mr. Caplock himself. Um, his name's Eric Burkhardt and – he said that, look, Kyler said, look, I took a lot of grief this offseason uh, in part because of my agent, because of that statement. Oh. And he just said that. That was before all of this happened. By the way, Kyler did that press conference knowing that they were going to take the clause out of his contract, but we didn't know that at the time he did that press conference. There is some speculation, this was from Pro Football Talk, that he might be getting rid of his agent. And that and like, and that's part of all of this, that they're taking it out, that it's maybe helping the agent to save face. Who, who knows? But it, it was a, a messy week, I think, for the two people that agreed on it, which was ultimately Cardinals ownership and the agent, I think, are the ones that were kind of at fault here. All right. We're just getting started. Let's take a quick break and then spin through the rest of the news. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but 
All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, moving on. Another wide receiver gets paid. It is DK Metcalf, member of the Superstar Club, Big-time playmaker for the Seahawks. It'll be very interesting to see what kind of year he has with Russell Wilson now throwing spirals in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, But the Seahawks want him as part of their future, so they give him a three-year, $72 million extension that runs through 2025. Nearly $60 million of that is guaranteed. So this is a big-time contract for a big-time player, Mark Sessler. Had to do this. I mean, we're, we're months removed from the idea that he could have been traded away out of Seattle. Um, the only thing that I, you know, the money is great. He's totally deserving. He's a he's a rare, unique type of talent who fits Seattle really well. My one problem is with their quarterback situation. I mean, this isn't his fault. I think you're wasting one of those years with their quarterback situation this season. Well, they're trying. Yeah, but they're. I agree, but they're also trying to win this year, whether that works or not. To them, I think it's pretty meaningful to win nine games versus five, let's say. And I, you know, DK Metcalf needs to be a part of this team either way. He gets to be a free agent when he's 27 again, so it works out great. It's just, I find it interesting with the, these wide receiver contracts. I think people are going to look at a little differently because, man, the market changed, and. and and I think it makes sense, but these contracts that A.J. Brown got, Debo Samuel's probably going to get an almost identical contract. He has the same agent as D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. And A.J. All, Brown has that same agent, too. So that agent is doing right. quite well this offseason. All these, all these contracts yeah, Mark. are basically <laughs> quarterback contracts. I mean, they're making like what Ryan Tannehill makes for the Titans. They're getting $30 million signed, but they're quarterback contracts. And I think that's fine, but it also gets to this other – like nagging point that's bothered me for many years, which is the whole like, well, you got to win on the rookie quarterback contract. You got to win on the, you know, it's like, what an advantage. You got to do this. Well, it's like, no, now these other contracts are also quarterback contracts. And that was sort of the case anyways. What What is this huge difference between having 25 or 30 on the books for a receiver and having 35 or 40 on the books for a quarterback? Going back as far as we can, those quarterback contracts were still only taking up 15, 20% of your cap. And that that's a lot, but you're also wasting tons of money on tons of terrible signings uh, on the rest of the contract. And I think the receiver contracts and these other veterans getting this sort of money points that out. I think sure. you can absolutely win with big-time contracts on whether it's quarterback sure. or not. 
Sure, I think sometimes it gets twisted so to turn into a hot take that all those people are wrong. But it is harder when you have the the quarterback giant salary on the books. It but doesn't like, mean it's how impossible. Much harder? It's but like the real five percent harder. But the, you know, but I you don't know if that you could quantify that. Uh, I'm not a math major, but I will also say, and you cannot, you can't sleep on what a huge advantage it is to have the rookie quarterback who's a stud on his rookie contract. Right. That, my point is like you can't argue. Think that. of the advantage now to have DK Metcalf on his rookie contract versus this contract. Or when you're a defensive end, think of the advantage of having Aaron Donald when he was on his rookie contract but compared to his veteran contract. And all these are just percentages. Like, now it's going from just a couple percent of the Quarterbacks make cap. the most, though, right? A- absolutely. But all, all it is is like 15% of a $230 million cap. And there's money being spent well and money spent poorly all throughout the rest that of the was... cap. And it's only a small percentage. You do, go, you do get teams, though, because I'm looking at, like, for instance, what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson, that two years from now, he counts $55 million against the cap. Miles Garrett counts another 32. That's, they'll, they'll change that, though, they'll by change the time it. That's, they that's, get there. That's not – they've got – if you add a couple of their other players, too, I mean, you've got – a significant portion of your cap tied up in three or four people. My overarching point is it's harder to find great players than it is to work around the great players' contract. That it's worth the they're worth the contracts because sure. you can figure out the rest of the roster if you're smart. I just like that you you know Greg you did your debate club in um, high school, and I just I model respect Congress model Congress how yeah. you like slipped in a data point there. It's five percent harder. Well, I just threw that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shh. Like, if you, if you take Greg on his How word, it's Greg like, oh, he, he won the argument. <laughs> it's only 5%. All I mean is, like, what what is DK Metcalf even – even now, what is he taking up of the cap? It's like it's 10%, 12%. The quarterbacks are taking up 15%, 17%. It's still like a – Stop throwing out numbers. You don't know the answers. <laughs> yes, Justin. I just think the last year's Super Bowl is a case in point for everything you're talking about. The Rams pay right. so many huge contracts, go win the Super Bowl. On the other side of the field is the Bengals, who have all this young talent on rookie contracts. Right. There's multiple ways There's to do it. There's a million mm-hmm. ways to do it, but, mm-hmm. that, but the hardest part, mm-hmm. I think, is finding the great players. That's mm-hmm. the hardest part. There's more than one way them. to skin a cat. Absolutely. I would also point to that even mean, the last Seahawks Super Bowl championship and their back-to-back Super Bowl run is when they had the rookie quarterback and they could spend out the wazoo for everyone else. It's an advantage. It's a huge advantage. It's not that huge as my 5%. Is my thing. You're right. You won. I forgot. <laughs> Speaking of, there was good news about the Seahawks. Here's bad news about the Seahawks. Jamal Adams is seeking a second opinion on a hand injury. He doesn't have a timetable on his return to our friend Michael Sean Dugar. It's MSD. MSD. With the initials. Anyway. Surgery is possibly in play here. Uh, according to Pete Carroll. Not, obviously, a very uh, scary situation for the Seahawks, who really, we all know the story about Adams and how much the Seahawks gave up to get him from the Jets, uh, hoping he was going to put them over the top. He's struggled to stay healthy, Mark, uh, plain and simple. This has not worked out at all for them. I mean, Jamal Adams does a lot for your defense, but... This is a team that waved goodbye to Bobby Wagner. You've got Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, if he's not healthy, not able to get on the field soon. I just look at this deal and say, this was viewed by John Schneider, Pete Carroll, as the final move to put Seattle over the top and make them a Super Bowl contender again in the NFC, and it has gone completely backwards. It's discouraging. I mean, speaking of spending cap resources poorly, this is sort of what I'm talking about, that like the advantage is having a great quarterback, whether it's on a rookie deal or, or even if you have to pay his worth, like having the great quarterback is the value wasting 
resources in terms of a draft and then contractual resources in Jamal Adams is how you get in a really tough okay. spot. If you make a couple of decisions hear me out on like this. that. Yeah. Yes, hear me out on this then. Back to your point. Once Russell got the huge contract, your your line, your margin of error gets almost razor thin with how you construct the rest of your roster, especially the big contracts Absolutely. you hand out. So Jamal Adams is a good example of the dangers of building a roster when you already have a huge quarterback contract on the books. A- Absolutely. I guess my thing is with, with these rosters, it's just there's so many – like there's 10 big contracts now. Like the cap has really gone up. Seattle's not a great example of one that has players with huge uh, numbers on the books. But you look at a team like the Chiefs or the Rams, man, they, they find a way to put five, six, seven of these huge contracts on the same cap and still have a great team. Speaking of bad injury news early in camp, the Buccaneers might not have their star center, Ryan Jensen, this season at all. Uh, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported Friday Per sources that the team is waiting final word as of right now, but the fear is that Jensen has suffered a season-ending knee injury. He suffered it in practice on Thursday, got carted off. It looked bad at the time. You, we've Mark, we've done this long enough when this type of ramp-up usually tells you swelling goes down, you get the MRI, and it's a tear in there, and that's the season. Bad news for the Bucks, who are already, you know, a lot of transition on their line. Um, so this is a made in the pivot, Mark, in the pivot. Yeah, you've got a you've got a new left guard. Shaq Mason is a very good new right guard, and it looks like someone like Robert Hainsey might step in and play center. You could go out and get someone like J.C. Treader, who was with the Browns previously. Mm, that's that that's someone sense. that they've mentioned. Um, this was the 14th best center in the league last year, according to PFF. And Tom Brady has, you know, at his age, it's been so well protected behind that line. I remember, I mean, we all do at the end of last season. Heading into the playoffs, when they started to have injury issues along that line, Tom Brady was not the same. And that's this is a major concern. This is like the leader of their line as well. Um, we're going to have more on this later uh, in the show, so hold further thoughts on this. So sure. Let's move on. Hold in talk. Greg, you took credit for hold in. I like that. That was a bold move uh, on Wednesday's show. So here are some more. Chargers coach Brandon Staley said that Derwin James, their star safety, will sit out practice until his contract is resolved. Uh, the same can be said for Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson, uh, who also is sitting out team drills. And Deontay Johnson might want to get back to practice because I feel like the Steelers, Greg, don't tend to give out a second contract to wide receivers for the most part. Uh, but, hey, listen, it's a strategy. No, and it's also like one of these – I like Deontay Johnson a lot, but compared to – Debo Samuel and Derwin James and, and DK for a few days. That's sort of the level of player that it's been able to pull off these Holdens. And it doesn't sound like Deontay Johnson is going to get a contract out of this. So he's just going to skip a few weeks of practice, most likely, and then just come back to practice. And and that's fine. I kind of like, I think it's telling. And I like that these teams are handling this in a way where it's not it doesn't seem like there's hard feelings here between the two. Yeah, sides. like Derwin James is absolutely getting done. With with Deontay, you know, like Mark Caboli of the Athletic, who's covered the Steelers forever, basically said the team does not have any interest in paying him Terry McLaurin type money or anything like that. So I'm with you. I think it's just like uh take a couple of weeks off and go probably get your money on the market next offseason. Right. But or it get, does get franchise tagged. It's a pittance for these players, even Would you though franchise tag? he hasn't gotten the huge deal yet, Johnson, but he, if he doesn't get a new deal, is he going to have to pay all the fines for missing? I mean, it comes with a literal cost now, to not if practice. I, if I had put in the kind of prep that old uh, <laughs> new old blue eyes here did, I <laughs> could job. have done a 
a search on Pro Football Reference. I would recommend Stathead if you're into it. It's okay. like seven ninety five a month, but you can you can do all sorts of great stat searches on Pro Football Reference. And what I would search, and maybe I'll do it uh, here during late. the show. Uh, it's a little complicated. It's like who has more targets than Deontay Johnson over the last two years combined? One hundred and forty four in twenty twenty, one hundred and sixty nine in twenty twenty one. My guess would be he Devante. is in the top five uh, yeah. in all receivers. Now the production. Can we give Sean Kelly something to do? Yeah. Uh, well, he'd have to. <laughs> be signed in it it's a little complicated you got to put the oh, you okay. put all I the mean, parameters with plus in fewer receptions just, off those targets right. just threw his hands up like now, are you kidding me combined with this narrative he, combined he's uh gotten 2100 <laughs> yards he is a productive receiver he's very good he's not quite at the mclaurin or Debo type of difference maker level, but I love him. I mean, he they also, at, at worst, he's a great number two. I mean, they've had a tough quarterback situation last couple of years too. Chase Claypool's a guy. I'm interested to see what his season looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, recovery news. David Bakhtiari, the great left tackle for the Packers, whose career uh, has been thrown into uh, limbo because of a knee injury he can't seem to get right from. Basically missed all of last year. We learned now that he had another surgery on the same knee recently. He's out indefinitely. Also, uh, the Washington Commanders, Chase Young, coming off that ACL tear. He looks like he will miss the beginning of the regular season. We don't know how much. Same can be said for Michael Gallup, standout wide receiver. The Cowboys mm. likely to miss regular season time. All, all vitally important players to their respective teams, Greggy. Yeah, it's just the time of year, and it's hard to know like which injuries to bring up on the show because we're getting new injury information. Those ones are good ones every every day. But yeah, these are the three where it's like, okay, uh, if there was hope that that Young and Gallup could be back sooner than expected and back for Week One, that's not happening. It, when they give out the the idea this early in the process, it, it's usually a bad sign, and at best, you're going to miss a few weeks, and that that's really significant. And then Bakhtiari. Between him and Elton Jenkins, who's their second-best offensive lineman, who's coming off a torn ACL, and potentially those are their two tackles this year. Jenkins has played all sorts of different positions, but that that's like a pretty big X factor here with the Packers going into the season. They're two tackles who are the next two best players on the offense, I would argue, uh, to Aaron Rodgers along with Aaron Jones here. It's like that that's pretty massive for them heading into the season. It's like we don't hear that much details about surgery sometimes, but – Bakhtiari, essentially, it isn't really even the core ACL injury at this point. It's that the first surgery never sat well with him. Had to get a second one. Mm. With Young, surgeons, I read surgeons grafted part of his healthy left patella tendon to help repair the injured knee. So it's yes. like you're going and taking part of the tendon and bone or whatever and putting it onto the other one. I mean, that does not sound doesn't like a lot of fun. Doesn't sound great. I do I, have an update on the target situation. Is it worth okay. heading back? You know, that's like a podcasting question. It's too late now. I have gone back. You're back. Yeah, but just fun. like sometimes it's not worth stopping the, the flow of the show to go back. Well, now that you have, let Mark and I try to figure it out. Yeah, it's, let's see yeah. if we can figure it out. I'm going to say feel very con- confident that Devontae Adams is on this list. He's number two. Yeah, give me give me top five uh, who guesses. Who else? Who else would be – who is constantly targeted in their offense? McLaurin? No, he's 10th. Mm, let's see. Amari Cooper? No, he was injured last year, I believe. All right, let's hear the list. Stefan Diggs, number one. Oh, De- De- Devontae, two. Cooper Cup, three. Um, and then Deontay Johnson is number four in the NFL. Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson are next on the list. But Deontay Johnson, the thir- fourth most targeted. Very interesting. All right, we don't he- have Colleen here for to sing her odds and ends jingle, but we do have Mark Sessler. So Mark Sessler, pinch hitting, hit it. How does it go? Odds and ends. Wait, uh. <laughs> Wait for the music cue. <laughs> he was ready, though. I yeah, liked that. He didn't know that was coming. 
Odds and ends, odds and ends. I really suck at singing this song. That was pretty good. That was, I you don't started know. You lost confidence midway I, through. I, you shouldn't have lost confidence. I was already ready in my, Should like, I, do it again? I don't know. Yes. I think you I'll might have better. to, you might have to replace Colleen right. take. I'll Here do we better. go. This time, Am this time for real. Am I supposed to be real. doing something with the hands? I don't it. think you could do what Connie does. I don't want to try it. Yeah, go ahead. Do yourself. Just the vocals. Yeah. Odds and ends, odds and ends, odds and ends. First one. Well, no. it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. She, Why she did I agree a little to bit do this? of. Um, she can sing. You're, you're for, of, you started feeling it's like this, the, here. the flow. I'll just do the Colleen thing, and then you could maybe do it. Here it is. Okay. This is what Colleen does more. This is a mess. She's like this. You ready? Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Everybody, get ready for some odds and ends. All right. Yeah, so you got. Yeah, the time. You got to time you, it up. I think she says, "Tell your friends." That's tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yes, very good. Very good. Oh, maybe Greg should do it. All right, do it, Greg. Well, I just got usurped. Odds and ends, odds and ends. You want to tell your friend with odds and ends. Mm, no. Coming up. <laughs> right. No, it's not good. All right, let's hit 8 o'clock delight. It's like, how does she end it? Danny, well, we need Colleen here. That's what we learned. Danny Amendola has retired. A Ricky Hollywood favorite. Bill Belichick even spoke highly of him in a press conference. I love Danny. Good player. Long career. Do you remember the video of Danny Amendola's dad, who was a coach, where that runaway cart was um, veering over the turf and he got knocked over and taken out? No. He was fine in the end, but it was one of the more bizarre football videos I've ever seen. Carlos Dunlop is headed to the Chiefs. Eric Armstead is out a few weeks. Quan Alexander going to the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, Mekhi Becton and Carl Lawson off the pup Mm. list. Good signs. Greg. I think it's been a very positive-feeling Jets Pup season. And Quan Alexander played pretty well for the Saints last year. I think that's a nice a nice signing. They just didn't need a little depth signing in the yeah. linebacker. All right. Justin Ross out for the season. Raiders starter Denzel Good retires. How about that? That's rough for the Raiders because their line, I think, is their Achilles heel right now. They've got a lot of shifting new faces, and that's that was someone they were relying on. All right. And finally, Ward slash Conklin on Pup. That's Denzel Ward? Yeah. Denzel Ward foot injury. Tyler Conklin? Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin. Former Titan, right right tackle. Brown's got some questions, I feel like. Not th- not that so much, but on the offensive line, some questions. Playoff Danny, Good by, seg. by the way. Playoff <laughs> Danny. I got to, you know, they, they they don't win that Super Bowl uh, in 2014, which is probably my favorite Patriots Super Bowl uh, when it comes down to it, after the first Good. One. You've finally gotten off that Fugazi corner when you said that horrible Rams Pat Super Bowl was your favorite. I just, that was just to bother, 13-3. To bother you. But uh, <laughs> he was game he so was a much. monster in that comeback <laughs> against the Ravens in the divisional round and then had a big touchdown in a big game in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, too. All right. We need to take one more break and then get to the seg. Let's do that. We'll be right back with some fearless predictions for October 4th. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. In the end, it will anyway. So let me the fucking house! Ah, yes, Mark Wahlberg from Fear. Remember Fear? Oh, I saw it in the theater. You know what I thought was always so effective about that movie? 1996 for the Zoomers out there. That actually is Mark Wahlberg. Like clearly Mark Wahlberg probably did that to one of his ex-girlfriend's fathers through a door somewhere in the suburbs of Boston. Yeah, it feels organic. Uh, and that is also the same Mark Wahlberg that left the 28-3 Super Bowl early. So just it all ties together. See how it's all connected? When you try to make your like public-facing profile like – as a sports fan, like that's part of the agenda, and then you have a moment like that. It's like it all no coming just, back. Yeah, it all just seems phony. Anyway, fear, fear, fear is a terrible thing. Fear is a, a part of human nature. Um, wow. We eschew that. We fear nothing. <laughs> eschew. <laughs> we fear. We go where others fear to tread. We are fearless. We are making fearless predictions for okay October fourth. 2022 that is the tuesday after the conclusion of week four of the nfl season is it all, does it all make sense so specific does I the like tuesday the S- the october S- 4th yeah <laughs> a shoe um, a shoe it's not s uh so well, i just looked it up it offers, it offers both both t- yes, both yeah, you're versions. saying that the c, it does haven't heard the c part so hard i've always said a shoe i, I feel like the word has kind of lost its footing yeah. people I think they fear should, to they say should it remove it's time words to bring it back time to bring it back a shoe or get rid S-Jew. of it entirely. Just S-Jew. remove S-Jew. from S-Jew. the good. That's the right way to say it. What was the one you did? What were the boats in the... You butchered the boats in the Italy. What was that? I don't recall. Yes, you do. I was in Italy when I did this? No, we were at uh, Vegas. Gondolas? Yeah. Gondola. No, you called it a gondola. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to take the L on that one. I'll take the L on S2 if you take the L on gondola. I'll, I'll do further research on that. What about right. Quebec? Ooh. Well, that, got that listen, one. That's another dub for that, the old No, it was not, though. It was not, depending is, on where you go. riveting stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut all this out of the show. Let's get into fearless predictions for October 4th. Get us going, Greg. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a prediction um, in the form 
of an actual piece of writing that's going to go up on oh, NFL.com like that. that week. It's going to be written actually by Mark Sessler. So I'm predicting what you're going to write as the new um, Helmer, the new captain of QB Index. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I guess oh, we're breaking no. news. We're, we're breaking I, I was, that news. I was yeah. not aware that I um, – I thought it was a different column or something. No, it's going to be okay. your your QB Index column. Which Whoa, Mark is a taking, passing of the scepter here. Yeah, which Mark has taken over. Wes wrote it at one point. I, I, I had started back in the mix. I did it last, wow. so it's great. It's a family. The bar is very high. Wow. It's a family operation. But here it is, QB Index. Uh, after week four, um, Mark's writing, Lamar Jackson, number two. This is his, uh, his uh, profile. Wow, Lamar's up at number two. Through a 2021 season and subsequent offseason of endless storm clouds, waves of chaos, and ill fortune, <laughs> yeah, right. Lamar Jackson never blinked. The renewed emphasis on Lamar's legs and the Ravens' running game has overshadowed how big plays with his arm left the Patriots, Bills, and Bengals looking like soaking school children who lost their umbrella. <laughs> the vultures Nailed circling it. around Lamar now resemble bright yellow chickadees with the only foul carcass in the AFC North <laughs> lying inert to the north in Cleveland. Send that to me. Yeah. I will use that. <laughs> you absolutely should. Like That would be a little inside joke just between us Slip and the right listeners. Yes. Uh, you, but, we need the Browns to stink. We need the Lamar to come through strong. I guess you could move the ranking around if you didn't I feel I did that, see. Yeah. We are, realistic. We're full on. You know, Lamar, for a guy that's already a, an MVP, uh, does have a lot of people in the football cognizante who are deep in his corner and will – go out of their way to pump him up. Greg's one of them, for example. Um, like I saw a report, the latest report, Lamar Jackson throwing incredible spirals this summer. It's like, well, f*** you won MVP. I, I think he was already throwing spirals. <laughs> well, I kind of didn't in the past. There, You're right, though, that there's been some off-season hype for the Lamar lovers out there that like Which he, is fine. That like he's okay really been focused on his path and he wasn't happy and that he's added 15 pounds of muscle. And it might all be nonsense, but if you're so inclined to believe in Lamar, and they really did kind of focus their off-season on, I think, rebuilding that running game, that that was more the idea, that that's going to be uh, the bedrock. I, I do think they've got a tough schedule early. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me to hear Lamar. I don't come love out of the their so fast. their wideout group is problematic. Mark no Andrews doubt. better stay no healthy. No doubt. But Put if he if he's beaten the Patriots, Bills, and Bengals, um, all know, right. So that's something I feel like you really want to happen, but do you actually feel it? Yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, I think I think Lamar and the I think Lamar is set up for an excellent season, and the Ravens are set up for uh, an excellent. Uh, bounce back. And a actually, one of the those lines in the article, I lifted exactly from a Mark Sessler write-up of the Ravens <laughs> from last year. Oh, well done. Well done. All right. And let me... Um, it was the storm clouds, waves of chaos, and ill fortune. <laughs> no one has written waves of chaos on this site other than Mark. Like, if anybody else wrote it, you would be kind of flagged as a plagiarist. Love you, buddy. I love you also. No, that was love through um, plagiarism. I don't right care there. what Stugatz oh. says. I don't oh, I think. It's, I don't think Stugatz, if he if he were to meet, meet me, maybe he would feel differently. You know what? Even just putting my myself in the mind of Mark Sessler, I think opened me up. Like that line, I, I said <laughs> they looked like soaking school children who lost their umbrella. That right. was good. I should I nice I should line. use lines like that. Why so did you walk away from QB Index? There's you know two big um, columns per week is. 
is a is a grind. I got the picks. Um, I've done QB. I I was really happy with how I did it last year. Uh, Just the pick. I'm just doing the picks. Nice. Um, And just timing of the week. We've got a lot. We've got more talking to do this season. and so yeah. two big columns. Getting a little worried about power rankings this year. Bringing it back to one. See, you're on one. That's, That's what like I mean. That's like four columns in one. What if I get like three weeks in and I'm like, that, this is not for me. Can QB I and next felt a little like four, four columns Are in you okay one, with so. that is a lot of work? Mark, are you worried about maybe that could affect Mark's performance on the show? If QB index turns into a bear, that would become not Mark's fault, but yours. No, I think Mark is like Lamar right now. He's in the best shape of his life, and he's going to be cranking, at least through week four. I worry more about that, uh, yeah, it's yeah, maybe week, week 13. Four, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, wouldn't it, in theory, I'd be better on the show if I'm doing more and more work? Right, right. right. I'm going to circle back to Tampa Bay, as I hinted okay. at earlier. Uh, my fearless prediction is that the Bucks are going to be, let's say, one in three. Um, wow. After four weeks, and there will be panic in the streets. Wow. And a lot of it does go back to – uh, what Mark said about the uncertainty around that offensive line with Ryan Jensen most likely out for the year. Then you look at the schedule. Schedule makers. The NFC South is typically a pretty decent place to be, but it doesn't start out well for the Bucks at all. At Dallas, tough. 12-5 and five team in their building. At New Orleans. Dang, they might be the only NFL team that starts with two road hmm. games. No and respect. As, and as Mark is wont to say, the Colts start at Houston at Jacksonville. Okay, Graver. Ow, right in, in there. Bunsen the burner blowtorch. Uh, Mark, you love to talk about how the Saints always take it to Tom Brady. So at New Orleans in week two, that building is going to be on fire. Home versus Green Bay, week three. Home versus Chiefs in week four. <laughs> so all amazing games. For a that team, is rough. Uh, for a team with a offensive line, very real issue. It's a, you could, We're edging into crisis territory now. Uh, Ali Marpet retired. Uh, you have Ryan Jensen, as I said, out for the year, most likely. Who else did they lose? They Kappa. Lost Kappa. They lost the guard there. So they're in, the three new interior blockers need to, time to gel. And I think there's going to be a lot. Another fearless prediction here. Mark Wahlberg through the peephole. Let me in the effing house is a lot of people are going to take that and wrongly put it on Brady and say hmm. Brady is getting old. Finally, By people, you mean you not anymore. OK. Listen, you own up and you move on. Uh, People will think it's Brady because Brady will be struggling statistically and he's going to be getting hit a lot. And they're going to say, well, well, without a good offensive line and he's another year older, maybe this is the end. Spoiler alert, it is not the end, but it will not it will not begin Mm. well. They had trouble a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. They were a little slow out of the gate. I mean, there were different reasons for that, but I could totally see that that is a rough month of games. That is fearless, though. I'm definitely not on board. To me, the Bucks. Despite losing Jensen, and that that's a pretty big one. J.C. Treader would be a nice pickup. It takes time for a line, I, even if they get Treader. I mean, it they, takes got, time they got Shaq Mason to, to me, who's an upgrade from Kappa. So that's one guard spot. They did draft a second round pick. You know, Brady makes these guys look better. I I kind of I'm I'm buying into that. Julio fits in here as like a nice piece. They just have so many weapons on both sides of the ball. All right, you tell me their record after four weeks. Those that's a tough schedule. I would probably, if I had to pick, th- go three and one. Wow. Well, I'll they're very to, much two to me, and two. I, to me, they're I in think great they're, shape if they're three and one out of the gate here this year. To me, I would put them in the Bills as like the two best rosters and the two teams. I think that I'd have the hardest time seeing struggling like at any point. Do you the, worry at teams. all about Todd Bowles? Oh, that was the other the thing. Show. Thank you for bringing it up. Todd Bowles, like we all talked about, we're happy he got another chance. It was kind of behind the eight ball with playing, coaching for the Jets, 
but it is that's a big change for the team as well. And you just um, you wonder if there's just going to be an early season adjustment period, and the team will come out eventually, but it'll start slow. That's what I right. predict fearlessly. And Jensen Jensen is the guy they prioritized the most in this free agent class where we didn't know who they'd be able to bring back. You know, they got Godwin back, but it's like they really put Jensen even ahead of Carlton Davis and some of their other guys. That's how important he was to them. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Chris Godwin. Not healthy early. Not healthy season. right now either. So he's uh, been cleared for the beginning of camp with that ACL, but it might take some time. Levante David, that harlot Liz Frank, also an issue. That's tough. So there you go. All right, how about you? I, I feel like I nailed that one. Greg's was, eh, all right. What do you mean? Well, so Greg's right. was based on me. So why yeah. would that not? Why would it, it would be just? Uh, all I'm right. going more for style over substance here. Right. I liked. I think it was a good. Uh, it was a good entry point right. into it. And Who, um, Graver, who's is better out of the first two? That's a tough call. But what's he? Just be honest. Say? I won't get do, mad if you feel it's his. Don't better. do not answer this question, Graver, unless it's me. <laughs> you can't win this. No. See, here's the thing. It's like you can hype up a fan base, or you can cast doom and gloom over a fan right. base. Mm. And I do feel like Greg's decision to hype up the Ravens mm-hmm. might be better taken. Better energy. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't mean anything. But, but when it comes to accuracy. Answer. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Probably. Oh, well, who knows? Who knows? We, we should be fearless Thank in you, our predictions, Justin, though, not pandering to fan bases. Wouldn't, right, you, wouldn't you agree as, as the right. producer of the show? Like that's, that's, kind true. Of, that's, that's kind true. of our bread and butter, right? right? What was in the write-up by The Guardian? What did they say what we do? We are ruthless honesty there you is go. what we're about. So not just, hey, I'm going to make you feel good. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Stick ruthless. to the integrity of the fearlessness right. of the segment. All right, yeah. Mark, okay. how about you? All right, let's stay in the NFC South. Um, I thought a lot about this because this came to me, and I'm a little concerned. Um, this is not pandering to anyone. This is, this is, this is um, a different way to do it. Baker Mayfield <laughs> wins the job in Carolina. Start right there. Things start swimmingly as Baker throws a pair of gutsy fourth-quarter touchdowns to slay the Browns in the opener. We all want to see that happen. The offense stumbles from there, though, as the team drops three straight against the Giants, Saints, and Cards. Baker's killer interception against Arizona, which seals the team's tumble in overtime, propels coach Matt Rule to announce that Sam Darnold will start the team's Week 5 tilt against San Francisco. Rule's master plan goes awry, however, when Darnold is sent to the hospital for observation after being overwhelmed by a gang of children. He's waiting this for is the second yeah, This is all the rage in America right now. You know it is. wait for the second one, but he's in with the first one. Go ahead. No, child gangs. Child gangs. It's huge in America right now. They swarm <laughs> the streets. They fill the malls. They spin havoc at will. Darnold's <laughs> prognosis is positive. No Dwayne Reed is safe. No. Darnold's prognosis is positive. Those kids just gave him a shiner and stole his clothing. But the misadventure allows Baker to step in and register a stunning upset of the Niners and keep the job. Mm. Darnold doesn't play another snap in 2022 and struggles to live down the reality that he was snowed under by a flock of Mm. agitated, prepubescent boys and girls. Wow. So this wasn't amazing. I mean, first of all, that's what Sessie does. That's like, you want to know what you hey, want, Stu Gotts, listen up yeah, you over here. Yeah, you want to know what Sessie does? He's got the gang of children. Didn't see that coming. And then you went to the end of the season, so the fearless prediction is now well past uh, week four. Baker keeps the job all year. I, I like it. I I like that you said like like it was nothing. The Panthers destroy the Browns in week one like we all want to see. What what world are we living well, I in think, here? Well, I think this if you're wild. like the – the justice angle of like Baker yeah. having revenge would be a sweet storyline. I am still not dubious, but I'm curious what Mark Sessler's headspace is week one. He's a top 10 football insider. 
Well, I know that. <laughs> Where's Mark going to be week one when the Browns are playing on Sunday? I don't feel much towards them right now. I'm just going to be more of right. an agnostic, as they say. Um, you know, Greg, before I swing it back to you, yeah, mine is also Panthers related. Oh, wow. So why don't we just knock them out together here? So much Panthers. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're all about the NFC South, apparently, tonight. Um, there's always a team, always a team that gate, gets out of the gates quickly and then are quickly, you know, reality takes hold. Like the Panthers last year. Last year it was the Panthers. This year, it's going to be the Panthers. Back to back years. Here ha- is here's how the Panther season begins. I think uh, Mark might have mentioned some of the opponents, but I'll just go over it again. Home against Cleveland, at New York Giants, home against Saints, home against Cardinals. Three home games. Uh, yes, some tough games in there, but. Also, Saints and Cardinals in your building. I like Jameis Winston on the road. I never have fear about that. Who knows what we're getting with the Cardinals. Destroyed him early last year. Yes, that's true. Uh, We also don't know what the Cardinals are going to look like. No DeAndre Hopkins early. The Giants are the Giants. And until they show that they're not the Giants, they're still the Giants. And the Browns are a middling team. We know. Even though Deshaun Watson still, we don't have any answer on that. And there was a report today we don't won't get one this week either. So at some point, Deshaun Watson's situation will be made clear, but it's not there yet. Anyway, long story short, hmm. I don't know who's going to start. It'll probably be Baker. I think the fans in Carolina are all about Baker. Well, I've told you that that's, that's the case. Right. Mark's made his fearless prediction. Um, I know Darnold badly outplayed Baker day one of camp. Then I believe it's gone the other way. They are splitting reps. It was Darnold first team day one. It was Baker first team, first team day two, and they're splitting reps day three. So so far, Rule is very much playing this right down the middle, and I see say with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Now that Robbie Anderson has dropped the Y and is now R O B B I E, I think that's going to create some positive juice, and uh, I see them starting three and one and people getting pumped up. Hmm. Well, I like the IE move for Robbie. He's right; it does look better. That was his explanation. It's just like it looks. It's just better. late in the game to do it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels cool. like, like he's it. pivoting off of the Darius Leonard. Um, Earth right, you don't want to be second to the dinner table on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I I think this the, the off season's so long that you come around on some teams, and I'm not. I haven't come around on the Panthers mattering, but I do think that they have a lot of professional football players, and adding Baker to a much improved offensive line on paper. I don't think Matt Rule has been a terrible like offense. Like everyone's like, how is this going to fit with Ben McAdoo? And it's like I, it's a Matt Rule offense. Matt Rock Rule star Ben McAdoo. I don't think Matt Rule is going down in his career by handing over the keys to his entire offense to Ben McAdoo. It's a Matt Rule system which gets rid of the ball quickly. Baker's got to learn how to do that, but I think for the most part has done a good job like getting his getting the ball to playmakers like there are a lot of players here. The defense, while their like statistical rankings were overinflated, also have a lot of professional players. Their secondary is kind of fun if J.C. Horn is healthy. I don't think this is a good team, but it's it's one of those teams that it's like it's not that hard to win seven games in the NFL, and they feel very much like a team that can at least win seven games. And and sometimes you win three out of the first four to get. I mean, there. the Falcons won seven a year ago. I also right. say like the Panthers were stymied by the loss of Christian McCaffrey again and the worst quarterback play in the league. And uh, to be clear, I do believe they will have a fast start, but I think just like last year, they'll fade. So I that's not what these predictions are. We don't know. Right. I can only tell you that they'll be three and one, and I won't be buying in on October 4th. They'll be like, nice start. 
Nice start. Well, and that, that's, you won't be caught off guard. I will not. And I will also say I'm kind of down. Um, I'm kind of down with this uh, quarterback battle because, Greg, as you pointed out, we don't have enough of them anymore. And I'm just looking at the Charlotte Observer in the past hour. Uh, new colon, Sam Darnold led a two-minute touchdown drive and made the throw of training camp thus far. Was it enough to win the day against Baker and Mayfield? Oh, I love that. This is so. great. This is going to go all through the next few <laughs> Baker's weeks. Baker's been throwing It'll a lot fun. of picks. He's like, but he's new to the system. He's throwing deep. I, I love this stuff. I love the Geno lock battle. Supposedly, Geno had. That doesn't sound like a battle right eight. now. No, but Gino also supposedly had like the worst possible day two, where he was just like fumbling like snaps over and over. So, all right, how knows? about another one? Greg? All right, um, my this is another um, preview of uh, NFL.com content uh, on October fifth. Is it uh, Tuesday, week four? Tuesday, October fourth. Power rankings coming in at number twenty. The Houston. Texans. Whoa. And here's the content. The the old Zeuser doesn't know what to do with these three and one Texans. <laughs> a one point win over the Colts in the opener was all about special teams, and it's tough for Dan Zeus to get excited <laughs> when they dispatched the moribund Bears in Very week good. three. And Sunday's win was a classic case of Chargers gonna charger. <laughs> Still, the, the old new blue eyes has to admit a fondness for Davis Mills. It is becoming impossible to ignore the eradicable greatness. <laughs> that Kaimi Fairban has given the world after another game winner. The what especially greatness? to Daddy Rich. <laughs> oh, like Did you get a tugboat in there? In there. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> you can just end it with tugboat out. Tugboat out. Yeah. Tugboat out. Um, I like the style. I think you hit some points. I didn't even know one of the words. That was um, that was in both of yours. I lifted an actual sentence, and the eradicable <laughs> greatness of Kaimi Fairbairn was act, an actual oh, that's quote. Amazing! Uh, I must have just stolen he, that from when someone. When he hit a banger, uh, um, game winner. Late I've never last I've never used any of my nicknames in written content on <laughs> no, NFL.com, but otherwise I enjoyed it quite a bit. It would be funny if you did. Well, it also be <laughs> funny because you haven't. Right? It, it'd be funny if self-contained in the studio. Because that's only one team that you you, you would have used four or five nicknames if you did that for every right. team. That would, it would so be the great. Te- the Texans at twenty. So at three and one in that schedule. Okay, but you're not buying in really because they're right. three and one. They barely beat the Colts. It's like you could see that happening. Uh, they got the Bears early, which is a winnable game. They did beat the Chargers last year. Like there is a route here for them. I do think their team. They're a little like the Panthers to me. That I think they're going to be a lot more competitive than people than they were the last two years. Put it that way. All right, that would be a surprise, and that is a lot fearless. of like a lot of veterans. They're not a young team. They're one of the like older teams. They signed a lot of like Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, and I actually kind of believe in this coaching staff to get these guys to play like respectable football and to just be a respectable team and and win some games. That's right. They hired Lovey Smith. Around the NFL guest, you know? Yeah, he was. He, he was, was a, a nice wonderful guy. He was a wonderful I, guest. I enjoyed talking to him. He seemed to have a really good perspective about where he was in his career back in February. Maybe that's changed since then. Well, that's what David Culley thought a year ago, which I hope, you know, they've got to have a little more consistency there. Uh, David Culley should have never lost his job. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I'm tapped out. Do you have another one, Mark? I have a couple quick ones. Okay. I, I, I kind of struggled to come up with um, – I just wanted to be honest about things that came to me. And I, these could sure. be – Let's see. This will all happen by week four. Um, we will be deluged with a controversy that becomes known as Bounty Gate 2.0. Oh, no. 
That's, that's going to be annoying. Okay, say, say yeah, you got to save some of these for the sandwich props before the. the oh, yeah, these, so we can these make are different. Some these are different. Off, yeah. um, Erica Tamposi will become a national figure of interest when, during the Rams' 30-22 to victory over the Niners on Monday Night Football in Week 4, she rips across the field during the third quarter to tackle a burly male streaker. Wow, that would be a great hero moment. So, like, security. She's on security for the Rams? Uh, she just feels it's in her purview and abilities to take this guy out, this unclothed man. People would love that. People, I think, would find that. I think they would. Right. They might find out later that it was all set up um, previously to make Erica a national figure by Erica's own power. I'm not sure about that one. Um, This uh, this one, I always feel whether We'll be at Rams camp next Friday, by the way. Yes, and we'll see. We'll see her. We'll see Ricky Hollywood. Get her on mic if she can. Right. She's not busy tackling drunk strangers. Right. Well, no, that will happen in week four. Um, One NFL game will be postponed by week four by either A, an earthquake, um, I've mentioned that before because I really feel that I'd say one of those things we that do. might be happening yeah. a year yeah. or two later. Or B, if not an earthquake, a highly unusual weather event involving birds turning on humans. Um, one NFL coach will be fired by week four due to a scandal involving MDMA and are, are, secret raids. It's just raves. like Sessler's greatest hits right now. No, We're these are just the coach things. fired through scandal, the natural disaster, the person year, the running on the field. What else do we got? I nailed it last well, year. But we got kids attacking uh, people earlier in the episode. Now it's birds. That's a that's it's, happening it's in good. our society. It's like, you know, the Rolling Stones. They play the hits. They're right. going to play Satisfaction. Start me save, up. Save give some, me shelter. Save some for. I guess they, it's endless. This is the last one. Um, the we're enjoying them, by the way. Just Le- I understand. Out. I love uh, yeah. Learning to really lean into it. Kyler Murray introduces a new end zone celebration where he pretends to sit on a chair, like on an air chair, okay. right? While flipping through a book and screaming, independently study this, bitches. Ooh, oh, I like that. I like he that. should do that. He, he just leans into it. I really I liked like his yoga pose. I feel like that actually is one of the most underrated touchdown celebrations going the last few years. And if he pivots to something like this, that would be exciting. Yes. You know what would be kind of cool, too? Just to show that he's got more edge now uh, and he's pumped up. He could start in the yoga pose. And then when the camera, the fox runs in with the camera guy. He like explodes like Mark Wahlberg in fear. He's like, "Let me in the fucking house." <laughs> the house is the end zone. I feel like that the culture like reference that. is a little dated, but it might cause some of the again the Zoomers out there to be like, "What is he? What is he referencing?" All of a sudden, fear is number one streaming on Netflix. Hmm. It's a good strategy for for Netflix. And as apparently, well, so the yoga yeah. pose was a, a nod to Baby Yoda in Star Wars. So um, I'm sounding like a boomer, mm. not really even understanding what it, what the reference it was. was? Huh. Dan doesn't understand that either. Baby Yoga? Baby Yoda. It was always doing that little pose. Oh, you doing that thing. <laughs> what a digger. Oh, yeah, Digger. That's it. Oh, yeah, you've he got had, one. Oh, one I, oh, oh. I do have one. Um, Mark asked me to come up with one when we were doing the text thread on yes, this. Yes, Sean, we see you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sean. Mark, you asked for a Titans prediction, but to honor the segment, I honestly, like, fearlessly cannot I'm distracted by what's happening behind me I can't fearlessly predict something about the Titans because it fills me with fear that I'll either be right or wrong yeah. right. okay. it has to be okay. fearless okay. Right. it doesn't have to be yeah. Titans let's go so I have a Colts one and this tracks with the Houston prediction too I say Colts start one and three mm-hmm. first four games at Houston at Jacksonville versus Kansas City and then against the Titans at home you know, those division games are always tougher than you think. Houston, Jacksonville. Greg says Houston can beat the Colts. So, you know what's crazy is the Colts have started 1-3 and three twice in Frank Reich's four-year career. They're kind of a team that gets better as the season goes on. 
Okay. Do you guys know the last time the Colts won their week one game? Oh, wow. 2009. Uh, Andrew Luck's rookie okay. year. 2013, Andrew Luck's second year in the league. Wow. It's been a long time. Man, that's random. But that is true that Reich, including with Luck, has started slow a, a few times. And last year, uh, they certainly had to dig out of a hole. You have them 0-3 I mean, in the division potentially out of the gate. I don't know how fearless it is to have a host of a Titans podcast predicting doom for their arch rivals. That doesn't strike me as fearless. That's that's like you know me you know, picking on the Jets or something like sure. that. Sure, it's, it's pretty it's good though because nobody, way. everybody thinks you know the Colts were a winning team last year, even as badly as things ended, and a lot of people think they could be, you know, in the driver's seat in that division. So. Well, they're acting like Jesus has returned with Matt Ryan's play so far. I, be- so I believe I they are the uh, Vegas favorites. They are the Not Vegas favorites. Not by a ton, but they are the favorites the, uh, over the Titans. The implied odds there, if you, like, convert the plus, minus, whatever, to implied odds, it's like 55% for the Colts, 35% for the Titans, which is kind of a big difference. That's pretty disrespectful. Bigger than you'd expect. At least. Good nug there, the Grave Digger. Um, before we sign off, uh, good seg. We're all done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, developing news here out of Buffalo Bills training camp. Nothing too concerning. Uh, nobody, don't get worried, Bills fans. But, Greg, this is one of your making the leap candidates. Mm. Elena Getzenberg reports Josh Allen went to the ground after Ed Oliver ended up near his legs on a play. Allen got right back up, but Sean McDermott immediately kicked Oliver off the field. Okay. Do not dive at the kid's legs. Okay. Not that kid. It sounds like everyone's healthy, though. Yes. Josh Does this Allen, concern you, Greg, Ed from Oliver. making the leap I was. I thought it In Ed the Ol- doghouse, Ed Oliver goes. I thought Ed Oliver was maybe going to get injured during this, so I'm happy that everyone's healthy, but he has learned a, uh, a lesson the hard way. Do not go near the like, kid. No, you may not keep uh, practicing in 95-degree heat with pads on against other 300-pound men. You will be punished. <laughs> Very good. Hey, one last thing before we go. I had an idea. It might be a bad idea. But the good thing about this idea is that uh, if it, it turns out to be a terrible idea, it will just be something that we won't go on. It won't Moving forward, it will never be brought up again. Hmm. It's kind of like that... Um, that segment we did a few times uh, with Baker Mayfield. Shoot, I wish I had remembered. <laughs> <laughs> what is Greg talking about? Uh, <laughs> you've lost me. Launching Greg. him into the sun? No, this offseason <laughs> we were doing the spotlight, you know, someone's spotlight. Wait. We could edit all this. I know, but oh, we please. nailed that. We, we, that was a home run sack. I know, but then it went away. We never heard about it. Because, it? We can't even know. remember the name right now. What's it called? Well, you you described it so poorly. Yeah, I did. Uh, that it was Flashpoint. It was the Flashpoint, Flashpoint series. Focus. Yeah. It's gonna go away like Flashpoint Listen Focus. Oh, that was a bad segment, Greg. It was such a home run. You always say the right thing. Greg. We just did like two of them, and then they were gone, never yeah, to be heard but, but again. Greg, do you remember that whenever we Flashpointed someone, right? Something within crazy. within a fortnight, they were the centerpiece of NFL. And news. you don't force it, right? Yeah. There wasn't a Flashpoint that really came into focus for us, and the world moves on. But trust me, the Flashpoint will be back. Okay, it'll be when back. It's, it's right never time. gone anywhere. It never went away. Right. It's just waiting. It's like it's like a cobra waiting to strike. I was just noting that it, I think it had two appearances, and it hasn't been mentioned since. Well, because you kind of took the L because you thought it was going to be a bad seg, and then it was a good seg, <laughs> and then just because we went away from it, you thought, oh, I, I got the W. That's gone. Right. It was but a no. runaway hit from yeah, another It was like uh, a POV. huge hit. 
Just go back and listen to all of our I mean, a crystal ball episodes. of sorts. If you're just joining us in camp. This is what I want to do. Listeners, we have an assignment for you. Uh, Grave Digger, you can help fill in the details. The Washington Commanders, you know, they got a lot of branding work to do uh, because they don't, they're not the Redskins anymore. They changed their name. They're now the Commanders. Everyone knows the famous fight song, Hail to the Redskins, also now irrelevant. It's defunct. They eschew it. Put that record back on the shelf. Put it on the shelf. Now, we still have the music of the song, which sounds like this. I think this is it. Yeah, it sounds right. Gravedigger, yes. what, what are the commanders asking their fans to do? So, basically, they put out a tweet. They're going to change the lyrics to their fight song, obviously, because the name of the fight song was their old right. mascot. And they basically they just put out two options where they changed the line that used to be hail to the word right. the offensive mascot. Now they have two other options. So Fight for our commanders is one of them, which will be said twice, or leaders on a mission. Well, you got to you gotta say in context. Say, say right. the like four so, lines around it. Hail to the commanders. Hail yeah. victory. Fight for our commanders. Fight for old DC. Okay, now do the other one. Hail to the commanders. Hail victory. Leaders on a mission. Fight what? for old DC. So it's either fight for our commanders or leaders on a mission. But I don't know. What Neither do of those are great Why options to me. Why isn't it getting ready to take command? Like that, they've been <laughs> cultivating that uh, for months. We're trying uh, to <laughs> maybe sometime take how'd a little they, command. How'd they lock in as those are the only two options? They both are Ron, non-pleasing Ron to the Ron Rivera ear. said he liked leaders on a mission. I think uh, that just is strange. Uh, I, I, would just, a go football team? I just repeat yeah. commanders a couple times. Yeah. Just take command. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if the listeners wanted to submit a song uh, with their own lyrics, maybe it'll be better than what okay. they're trying to get. From, I think, the, right, yeah. tap into the creative So yeah, resources of the fan base. Yes, if you get your creative juices flowing, Gravedigger, if you could send somewhere, whether it's on Twitter or on uh, the subreddit or whatever, give them the bed music. And then write your own lyrics to the song. Stay within mm. it melodically. Uh, take it easy with some of the certain things. Use some discretion because you understand we can't play if you go all in on certain figures. For, um, not to protect certain figures, but we can't play things about certain figures if you go too on the nose with it. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? I think so. Well, I, I believe you're maybe referring to the owner who spent 12 hours <laughs> being deposed by United States Congress on Thursday. That was, I'm just saying, a factual you, yes, statement. You, you can include facts, of course, but just stay within reason or we're not going to be able to use it, even if it's tremendous. So keep that in mind. Those are the guardrails. Listen, you have to operate within the guardrails that we have to operate within if you're going to be on our airwaves. But send in something graver. Uh, at, is it what's our Gmail? The ATN podcast at gmail.com. What's going on in that? When wow. you look, when you go into that mailbox right now, what what sort of actions happening? I have never checked it. So okay. I would like see if you find any Steve Weiss songs. Say it again for everyone. The ATN podcast at gmail.com. Now, I don't want every song version to include this because then it would be too repetitive. But personally, I probably will give a little extra pop if you can seamlessly weave in. Um, maybe we're trying to start to... As we know. all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. Yeah, I think it's safe you to say... You somehow work that in, in a way, in a fun way. I'm glad way. you That's said good. it, but also we didn't have to say it. I hope not because you understand what we're looking for. That's what's important to us. That needs to be a major part of the rebranding. 
Uh, so if you could find a way to work that in, either with that sound drop itself or within the <laughs> lyrics, those yeah. both work. What are they going to do when someone you know listening to the show creates a better option than they than they will send it we'll send it along right. you never know if we can if, if we feel like we could send it along without getting fired we will send it along and if it's just funny we'll play it on the show and that will be that that's a great unless it goes too far again future for us if you go off the guardrails we'll listen to it privately and maybe chuckle but then you won't hear it and the listeners won't or hear it's it. so, so good that they make it the song right and that's like, what i'm we're, saying there so the ceiling like, is high potentially this is a team that frankly hasn't uh, gotten or deserve much positive media coverage in a while. Right. What a way to kind of change the narrative than uh, align with us, align with the song. It's a happy, feel-good story. Why, why is this the idea coming from our show? This should have been their idea. <laughs> but they need, people, oh, they need choose some between these sometimes. two lines. No. A lot of commanders in Washington, D.C. in the Pentagon. Working in anything from Joe Theismann helps as <laughs> well. Well, that, the Pentagon angled, I guess that's where they were going with leaders. Uh, if the Pentagon oh, is oh, the, not oh, in the your pure song, Pentagon. I will not support it. Give me a break it. with the Pentagon business. Every time with them, like, <laughs> lauding the Pentagon. Mark hates the Pentagon. No, it just it's like, it's the guy, go in a different direction. Listen, I know a lot of unsavory things happen in the Pentagon. It is, it is the home of our defense center, essentially, of this nation and our armed forces. Um... But the fact that you're so defiant about it, it strikes me as funny. And um, Greg, I know, agrees. <laughs> I'm having a weird day. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back. Big week next week. Connor Orr, Team Slogans, will join us uh, Tuesday. And then we're at Rams Camp on Friday. Thank you for listening. We're back. Till next week. Heed the call! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, green, Irish, Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.